Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles, and we start with a transportation and infrastructure crisis here in L.A. Officials say that it was arson that likely caused an enormous fire that so damaged a stretch of the I-10 freeway near downtown L.A. that the freeway has been completely shut down to traffic. The closure has made L.A.'s already terrible congestion even worse for commuters across much of the city. Governor Gavin Newsom says investigators are still trying to find the person or people responsible for the blaze. It was arson and that it was done and set intentionally. That determination of who is responsible is an investigation that is ongoing. And that's an investigation that can be aided by the people of the region, not just those that may have been witnesses nearby. The fire broke out on Saturday in a lot where wood pallets were stored. Those pallets provided the raw fuel for the blaze. L.A. Mayor Karen Bass says at this point, there's no connection between the fire and a nearby homeless encampment. We know that the origin of this is arson. We do not know other information. There is no reason to assume that the origin of this fire or the reason this fire happened was because there were unhoused individuals nearby. According to the Los Angeles Times, along with pallets, sanitizer that accumulated during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic was also stored under the overpass and helped fuel the flames. Meanwhile, state transportation officials say they're working around the clock to speed the reopening of the 10 freeway, but they acknowledge they face a difficult challenge and they have no idea when the repairs will be finished. LAS correspondent Frank Stoltz has the latest. Caltrans engineer John Yang stood in front of a series of blown-up photos that showed the damage to the freeway underpass where the fire broke out Saturday night. And as you can see, many columns, they are in various degree of damage, and we're going to inspect every one of them. The fire affected more than 90 concrete support columns, stretching over 450 feet of the 10-lane freeway. California Secretary of Transportation Tokes Omashaken says they've taken samples of both the concrete and the rebar that form the backbone of the superstructure. Once we analyze these samples, we will get a clearer idea of our repair strategy. That was a report from LAist correspondent Frank Stoltz. The stretch of the I-10 that's closed typically handles about 300,000 vehicles a day. Commuters are already feeling the pain of the closure as they face delays and hunt for alternate routes. Here's Debbie Briano, who runs the El Rancho Grande restaurant on downtown LA's historical Vera Street. And I live in Whittier, and I have to take the 60 to, to the 10 to come to work. And I saw how busy the 60 already was, so I got off the freeway the very next exit, and I landed up taking streets to get to downtown. And there was just as much cars on the street than there was on the freeway. 
As she looks to the days ahead, Brianna worries about how the freeway closure will affect her business. I'm worried about customers being able to get to us because a lot of them aren't going to want to have to deal with this traffic in order to come here. Mark Williams, who works in the legal field, drives from Manhattan Beach to downtown L.A. on the 110 freeway, which is affected by the closure of the 10. A normal day, I can usually get in in under an hour or 45 minutes. Today was like an hour and 40 minutes. Williams says working from home isn't an option for him, although officials are asking drivers to try telecommuting, if at all possible, in the coming days. And Williams says using public transit isn't much better than driving. The commuter express bus that comes up the 110 would have been sitting in the same traffic that I was, so it would really not have helped. Officials are urging commuters to stay on freeways, if at all possible, because side roads won't be able to handle the surge in extra traffic. The closure of the 10 freeway is not only affecting people who drive to work each day, it's also affecting some parents who drop off their kids at school and teachers and staff at these schools. Elias K-12 educational reporter Mariana Dale checked in with one of them after this weekend's fire. Audrey Blanchette is the principal of St. Terribius Catholic School near Central and 16th Street. We are kind of hidden in a warehouse district area, but it is a little oasis in L.A., Blanchett's morning commute from Montebello typically takes 15 minutes, not today. I left my house at 6.15. I didn't arrive till almost 7.05. She rerouted to Whittier Boulevard and took the 6th Street Bridge to get to Central. There's just a lot of big rigs on the regular streets that usually we see on the freeway. Blanchett says most students live nearby and walk or take public transportation, but she's bracing herself and staff to expect delays for weeks to come. Oh, I don't even know what to say about my drive home. That was LAist reporter Mariana Dale. And keep tuned in to the California Report as we bring you more updates about the 10 Freeway. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Cal Fire is downsizing its seasonal staff in the northern part of the Bay Area, which has been the site of some of the region's most devastating wildfires following the end of fire season. KQED science reporter Daniel Venton has more. Now that rains and cooler temperatures have come to the Bay Area, Cal Fire's Sonoma Lake Napping Unit is reducing its peak staffing levels. That'll mean fewer fire engines at the ready, though one will remain at every station in the unit. 
and it'll mean about 50 fewer seasonal firefighters, though they'll keep about 400 firefighters made up of both seasonal and full-time. During the cooler months, the unit will focus on treating vegetation to prep for next fire season, in addition to responding to emergencies like traffic accidents. For The California Report, I'm Danielle Venton. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, November 14th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Stanford Medicine comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives, stanfordmedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery, on the web at schmidtocean.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.